we've made our way back here. Um, I don't know how, like, we're on the east and west coast, and I've been up like three and a half hours. Crisco's been up like a whole, like, 58 minutes, and the energy level is totally reversed here. I don't even know how this happens, man. The players' playlist popping off. DJ Eakin, of course. Uh, Crisco Kid, my guy. What up, man? Thank you. Oh, we're ready. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Um, Crisco. Crisco. Not that you're the bad one, but I'm going to ask you to be on your extra special best behavior today because we have a guest. All right. Can I, can I say? Let's go. Let's do it. I'm ready. Are you going to promise to be on your best behavior today? I'm always on my best behavior. It's always grade A around here. Okay. 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 I'll give that to Crisco. He's kind of like the leader in best behavior over here. Um, Miss Mary, Mary, you know, here's, here's the thing. Um, I have never had to say your name out front, and I am the name butcher over here. But is it exactly like it's spelled, Shaq? It's, yep, exactly like that. Unnecessary amount of letters, but that's exactly how it's spelled. Crisco, have you seen how it's spelled? S-C-H-A-A-C-K? Or S-H-A-A-C-K? You already have it memorized. <laughs> Crisco, Crisco, do this media thing. Crisco does not play when it comes to this media thing. Um, Crisco, she is the executive director, and Mary, make sure I'm getting all of this right, of the okay. City of Palms Classic down in Fort Myers. Am I correct in, in what I'm what I'm what I'm saying right now? So far, so far. Okay. Well, actually, I, I want to stop there because actually um I'll begin this conversation with first off, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us. And um I'm sure you got a bunch going on. And then, you know, what exactly is the City of Palms Classic? Let's start okay. there. Well, I'm good. I have a lot going on, but it's cool. I'm good. I'm here. So we're doing this. Um, but the City of Palms Classic, have you ever been to it? Um, I spent a year in Fort Myers and it was kind of chaotic because it was four radio stations. It was, I don't even, and that, you, sneakers are my life way more than like actual sports. I'm, I'm one of those okay. guys that sneakers are way more my, than my life. Sports a lot now because of, of course, what Chris and I do here in my relationship with the Bucks and the Lightning up here in Tampa. But no, I've never actually been to it. I read up on it. And from what I understand, it's one of the biggest like high school, I guess, focused tournaments in the country. But no, I've never actually been to it. Yeah, it's like the it's allegedly ranked. I mean, I don't disagree, but we are the number one high school tournament in the nation. Um, so every year we do it's going to be our 50th anniversary this year. So um, my partner, he goes around and he picks teams, you know, like top tier teams, Montverde Academy, IMG, Oak Hill. You know, we've had like countless NBA guys come that have played in our tournament who play in the NBA now. Um, so it's just a super high caliber high school boys basketball like tournament and they actually like they compete for it's a serious competition like people email us all the time trying to get into it like the best thing about it though is like you'll have teams that you wouldn't think would win and then they go against a top tier team and it's like the biggest upset of the tournament and we're all shocked like oh we thought they were going to the championship but so and so went to it so it's been going around for 50 years and it's I mean it's pretty great. Yeah, and if I can jump in, just because before we start talking about basketball tournaments, I think uh, depending on where you grow up, right, depending on your state, you may not even be familiar of the levels of high school basketball, right? Because, because there's, right. there's public school basketball, which is where I went. I didn't realize, like, other types of basketball because that's not really what I was into growing up. It's all about football. I'm from Texas. Um, but understanding, like, how the energy that we put in the football where I'm from, other states – it's not just about the public basketball. It's these schools that 
are either private schools, sometimes they're Catholic schools or Christian schools or whatever it might be, like little private entities that people like compete to A, get into that school, and then B, they have tournaments like this um, that they're competing and that people want to get their kids into these schools so they can get that look by the NBA. Can you kind of talk about the difference between just playing regular basketball on your public school, which is nothing wrong with that, but I think when people, they want to take it to the next level, this is kind of like where they need to be, correct? Or maybe I'm oh, wrong. Jeff, no, you're not wrong at all. I mean, so I went to, I grew up outside of Chicago and I went to a little private school. So my whole life, I thought that we were good. You know, I'm like, oh, we're like this good little private school. Like we're beating these public schools. But then I come here and, you know, I don't, I grew up in the early 2000s. So like the only thing we had to get recruited was like berecruited.com. So you didn't really get to see the talent that there really was like across the country. So growing up outside of Chicago, if you know anything about that area, obviously it's known for basketball. So I watched good basketball, like my, at least what I thought was good basketball my whole life. And then I moved to Florida when I was 21 and it was probably like eight years late, seven years later, I'm in, in class and my teacher's talking about this tournament. I'm like, how have I lived here for seven years and I haven't even gone? You know, this is when like the ball, the ball boys are playing in it. Jason Tatum's playing it. Austin Rivers, like there's crazy people that have played in our tournament and it's like people don't even know about it. So like the cool thing about what we do is that we try and kind of intermix like those really good regular high schools with the really good prep schools, you know? So like this year we had a public school from Philadelphia win it and typically it's like a Montverde Academy, but it's cool to see like the talent in like the regular high schools compete with the kids that are at the prep schools. Now, I have a question for people who are like me, right? Like I, like I feel like I learned something in all of these conversations, right? So when when we're talking about these high school levels and I get I want to get more into too how you even got into this, right? When we're talking about these high school levels, when you're like me, right, and you read these articles, you'll hear AAU or you, like how you're talking about. Uh, so if I'm if I'm new to this and I'm, I'm looking at this, are the AAU teams, are they teams that are like put together like with different kids from different places as opposed to what you have here? These are particular high schools and they they travel as, a you know, a high school team. Is that, is that the difference that I'm getting here? Yeah, so like there will be like high school teams that play together in their AAU teams. Like I've seen it. I know Sharif Cooper when he played with when his real high school played with us. Those boys all played together on pretty much the same AAU team. So that's why it's cool because you'll see him in the AAU summer programs, and then you see him transition to high school, and their chemistry is just like unmatched when they can do that. I know that's kind of similar for like uh, Columbus High School. Their team plays for an EYBL team together, like majority of them play together. So they have really good chemistry too. So AAU is completely separate than what we do, but I do work with some AAU events in the summer. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. is, could you compare it to like a final four, uh, like the attention on this tournament for yeah. high school in, in the prep school system? Yeah, I would definitely say like the City of Palms Classic is like the first biggest tournament of the year for high school like teams and the recognition that they get from it, especially now that we've partnered with ESPN. Last year was our first year, well, our first year in like the 10 years that we had ESPN games. But now that we're getting that national recognition, the TV recognition, these kids are like, it, it's huge. Like it's, I know that over the next couple of years, it's going to get even bigger than where we, where we are now, just because high school basketball in itself is just growing like crazy with all the media outlets and everything like that. It showcases these kids. Right, right. It, well, I'm sure it helps like, the, the celebrities 
uh, uh, they're bringing more attention to it. Um, we don't have to explore down this road, this road here, but I know like even last year with Donda Sports, uh, there were people talking about how that academy was trying to get into all these different types of tournaments and then everything happened with Kyle. I think it still kind of shed the light if people weren't familiar necessarily with the basketball classics that are happening around the country. Now there's even more kind of eyes on the celebrities and their kids are going and, and other athletes, their kids are going and they're participating, they're balling their ass off. So yeah. I think from a, from a national or world standpoint that everyone is really looking at, uh, at, at high school basketball and just the level and, and everyone is competing, especially now that the athletes in, in college can make some money now, I think it just opens up endless opportunities for what you're doing out there. Yeah, I mean, you have high school kids that are making insane amount of money. Like we had this year, we had Jared McCain. And if you guys are familiar with him, it, it could, you could be familiar with him just because of TikTok. But like we had 800 kids sitting in our lobby waiting to see him walk out of the locker room. And he wow. but he's he sat there and he took a picture with every single kid. And like, I mean, these kids are just I mean, they're great kids, but they are like these high schoolers can make so much money now just by who they are. And I think, like you said, like the celebrity talent for me, it's kind of weird because I grew up basketball fan my entire life. And now I'm watching the kids of the players that I watched play in the NBA or in, in college. Like they're at my events now. So I'm like having conversations with them. Like it's just a normal day. And I'm like, Oh, it's kind of cool. Kind of have a cool job. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's talk about your history because like you mentioned a, a basketball fan your entire life and you're from yeah. Chicago, right? Like oh, the Illinois area. Yep. I grew up in the Jordan times in Chicago. So that okay. was like a big thing. Um, so, I mean, I was, I think I was telling you earlier, I've never really told like my story. So this is like the first time I'm kind of telling you guys my whole journey, but I played basketball my whole life. Um, nobody, in my oh, wait, 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 So you saying you actually can hoop. It's not just like you just watch this stuff. Well, people don't think I can because I'm short, but I used to hoop and I don't care what anyone says. I used to hoop. I got, I got I did some research. Do I got you stuff? You gotta send it to me because I really I be trying to look stuff up and it's hard sometimes because I went to like I said, I went to a little private school outside the city. Um, so I grew up it was kind of weird. I actually tried out to be a cheerleader before I played basketball because my boyfriend in like seventh grade was on the basketball team and I wanted to travel with him. And I'm my friends are like, no, Mary, like you're not a cheerleader, like you need to play basketball. So I actually started playing with like officially when I was in like seventh grade. So I played growing up. I was, since I went to private school, I was on varsity when I was in eighth grade. Um, I had like a really weird breakout game. Yeah, Christian schools, it's weird. I tell you, don't, that face, it's okay, but it's true. Honestly, so I honestly, a, and, and, and I want you, hold on. I want you to take this the right way. I'm actually, these are not faces of, these are faces of impressed. I'm impressed. Like, oh, like literally, you. like, like, because like we've been friends for a while, like on social media, we talk digitally and stuff like that. So yeah. kind of, it's kind of like I've heard part of your story, but to hear your story now, like actually these are, fa these are facial impressions of I'm impressed. So please don't oh, take it you. wrong. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I, um, I had like a breakout game my eighth grade year and I had like five threes in our state tournament game. And I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. I guess I'm kind of okay. So my uh-oh. 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 I think we lost her, Jason. Yeah, right at the breakout game. Then she broke out. Oh, okay. Okay. We can go with the breakout game part again. You're back. You're back. Okay. We got the breakout game to five three-pointers, Crisco. We're still following, right? We got that? Right, right. 
I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Got that. <laughs> okay, so then I started my freshman year. And my freshman year, we were like terrible. Like we were known at the school, like we were the worst in the conference. We had like the worst season ever, which didn't make sense because we thought we were going to be okay. Um, but we went to state nine and I think we went to state nine and 12. So we're like last seed. We're like, all right, well, we know this is going to end early. So whatever. So we go play. We end up beating the number one seed. We're all like, okay, like this is weird. We just, we won. Okay. So not, nobody came to our games because it, we just were not good. Like nobody came, not nobody came even to state, even though we made it. So we go to the next round. We win again. We're like, okay, so now we just, we're going to the championship game. Like we're about to play in the state championship game with a losing record. So we go and we end up winning state my freshman year. And I'm like, all right, like nobody believed us. We even had to come back to school and wear our medals for people to believe us that we won state. We were Your that own bad. school? <laughs> yes, my, our own school. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. Yeah, so that happened. That was terrible, but we won. So we ended up going to nationals. That was cool. Um, we did it again our sophomore year. We went back to back, went to nationals, didn't win nationals. And then um, our junior year, our coach was, he left halfway, like he left that year. So we had a new coach and we lost state that year, which was super depressing. So we're like, okay, our senior year, we're going to come back. We're going to win. Um, our head coach ended up going to be the principal at our rival school and um so his dad ended up coaching for us our senior year so our senior my senior year we're at state we're playing against the team two minutes into the first quarter i break my ankle and i have to set out my senior state championship game so we lose right like we lose state um my center she lost she got fouled out so we just lost it was just like a disaster like a total nightmare totally depressing so i like lost all my scholarships took a step back from basketball and i was like all right well, what are we going to do? Got to figure this out. So I ended up going to college, hated it, dropped out of college, moved to Florida. Um, I mean, this is the truth. So I dropped out of college, moved to Florida, lived my best life in Florida for like four years. And then I'm how like old 25. You, how old were you when you moved to Florida at first? When you moved here? I was 21. Oh, so you you right in best life lane here in Florida, Crisco. Yeah. A 21 you know year old single woman in Florida. That is, it, that it is asking for best time. life times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was fun. I mean, that's how I ended up, you know, going, like, meeting DJ Quest and everybody. So that's how my party days were when I was moving down here. So I'm, like, 24. I'm, like, you know, it's time. I got to change my life. Like, I got to do something. Like, I got to finish my degree. I got to get back into it. So my dad and I were talking, and he's, like, you love sports. So, like, just go back to school for sports. I'm, like, all right. So I went to FGCU, got my degree in sports management. And I graduated from there, and my first job out of college was working for the Charlotte Hornets. So I took a job with the NBA, and that was fun for the most part, I guess. I mean, that was my least favorite career that I had, unfortunately. What did you, what, what did you do exactly for the Charlotte Hornets? So I did sales, which is like it's just not enjoyable, like selling tickets. And it was when Kemba Walker left, and we had nobody so I'm like, oh, God, this is terrible. I got to get out of this. So I tried to, you know, move on and find a different position, but it was really hard to get promoted in the direction that I wanted to go. So I ended up going to Peach Jam and um, I, oh, I, I, I ended up working. I missed a part. I missed my City of Palms first internship. That's the most important thing. That's how I got where I am. But so like I my first internship out of college was City of Palms. 
So I take that job on and I told my boss when he interviewed me that I was going to take his job one day and he didn't believe me. So that was only a week long, um, a week long internship. And then I took the job with the Hornets right after that. So I get up there, do sales, try to get promoted. I didn't get to go to basketball operations. So I just quit. And um, I was like, you know, I want a job where I could travel. I want to work in sports. I don't want to sit in an office cubicle and make 150 phone calls a day. That's not what I went to college for. You know, like that's not that's not it. So I, I end up I, going. Can I jump in here? Like, just get your perspective of because I, I my relationship with the Bucks has been been great because I get to meet a lot of women that I have this conversation with that I'm having with you that are women in sports. Right. Do you find that? In your experience so far, and we we see this this dope position that you have right now with the city of Palms. Do you find though that coming out of college as a woman in sports, that the it seems like the first way for you as a woman to get in is like immediately sales and not even being looked at in like an operations position, like you ultimately said that's where you kind of want it to be and where you are like now. Do you find it that you're just kind of like any opportunity, or well, wouldn't say any, but the majority of the opportunities that's offered to you as a woman in sports, if you're not actually playing, is in a sales position. And does that bother you to a certain extent? 100%. 100%. I think it's like the hardest thing for girl women in sports. I mean, um, we know what we're doing. And like, if you can't see that we're, we are making a difference in the sports world and you're like blind to it, it's still definitely something I still deal with, even in my career that I have now. People don't believe that that's what I do. And people kind of think that, oh, you're a girl. Like, how could you know this about basketball? How do you know that about a high school player? I'm like, it's just what I do. I mean, even when I worked, I would say it's been better since I've taken a step out of corporate world. I think that that's just something that we're all, it's just like the raw reality of it being a woman in a corporate America. It's just hard for us in general. Like we can't, even if we know more than whoever, we have more experience. A guy is still going to get paid more. A guy is still going to be able to do more. And it's just a battle that we're always going to have. But I mean, it doesn't, that like, for me, that doesn't stop me. I just like sit there. I'm like, all right, well, whatever you say, I'm just going to prove you wrong. I'm not even listening to what you have to do. And that's why I kind of look back and I, I laugh or I, and this is like no disrespect, but like when I'm sitting there in my interview, trying to move on and go to basketball operations and they're like, Oh, well that doesn't really happen like that. And then I look where I am now. It's like, all right, well it, it does happen, but I'm going to do it in a different way. So I don't know if you see it. And I mean, it's getting better, I would say, but it's always going to be a problem. Well, Crisco, you, you look like you want to jump right in here. Did you have <laughs> a story here? No, nah, well, yeah, because I, 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 but actually, this is a part of the conversation that I, I wanted to have her get into as well because it's, it's, it's dope, Chris. And I know we've talked about this before too to have a perspective of like we can talk about a lot of this sports thing and what we think we see as, as from a woman's side or even from a, a brown or black person's side, right? But until you have that person sitting here, you get that firsthand experience that they've actually gone through, right? So that's that's kind of why I wanted to jump in, you know, with that question. Um, in your position, though. Do you see a chance? Because this is what I often say, and I, and I had this issue with Kanye, which we'll get into later, right? When you finally get that position, though, like, and, and I've seen this being a black man, right? I've watched brothers get in positions, and it's like, they don't necessarily help make it better, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like is that one of your goals, like, as being a woman that is slowly but surely getting a position where you can make some real change and, and provide some opportunity to make sure that the playing field starts becoming a little bit more level and fair? Oh, for sure. I mean, so I started an internship program with um, City of Palms. 
because I was, when I started as an intern, I was one, the only intern and two, the only girl. So like me being a young female in an older white community, it's a little hard. It's older white dudes that have been doing the same thing, you know, and like, I, and they have grown to love me so much and they understand, like they actually support everything I do now, which is kind of an amazing thing because that's really hard to get people to change their ways and like see what you're doing. But with my internship program, I make sure that I have females. Like if these girls are trying to get a foot in the door to try and get into sports, I want to be the way, like I want to help them get there. I'm, I like tell every single one of my interns, if I have a job for you, just take it. Like, it doesn't matter if you're mopping the floor at an NCAA tournament, like just go mop the floor. Cause that's what I did. I mean, like I've, I've done jobs like that and you have to do that in sports. Like sports is not necessarily always about like, oh, you have this degree or you have, you know, but it's about really, really knowing people. I'm sure you know that right. like knowing people in sports, is the only way. Right. Now I, I I guess I jumbled up her story right, I, and I and believe me I didn't I didn't mean to I just kind of like it because it, it's it's like I don't first of all I know how much time that we have and then second of all like I just think that your story is dope and I because I, I want to get into certain things because I want to make sure that whoever watches especially someone younger and a female I want them to see like dope people like yourself that are doing this right so you 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 decide to go to school. And now we're at FGCU, which their program is rising. I'm watching that, you know, the basketball dudes and they're flying high and this, that and the other. When did it start to get in your mind, though, that it's like, you know what? The business of this thing, right? Like you were in there and you were like, like, in, in, and I know it wound up being the Charlotte Hornets and the stuff you did. But at what point in school did it click where you decided that you wanted to be like, you know, I know you had talked to dad, but you were like, I could really do this business of sports thing. You know, I really, I think it was when I quit the Hornets. I think that's when I just got the motivation that I was like, you know, I don't need to have, I don't need to, like, I can do so many other things and I don't need to be sitting in an office. Like that, that to me is not like, that's not life. Like working a nine to five job, that's not life. Like, I don't want, I don't want to do that ever. Like now when I became, when I came back to Florida, cause I moved back, um, I told my boss that I wanted to do more with city of Palms. So when I started working more with him, I liked, like, I, I watched his life and I'm like, man, you have freedom. Like you just get to sit at home. I know that sounds crazy because this is before COVID. I'm like, you get to sit at home, you get to chill, you get to call people all day. You get to talk about something that you love. Like how do, it's so much easier to sell, um, like our, our, cause we're nonprofit. So everything that we do is from like sponsors and donations and things like that. So it's so much easier to sell something that you genuinely love to death than it is to sit there and just know that every phone call you make is going to be a no, you know? So finding your true passion, like people really like, you know, you always hear that saying like, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But that's like really true. Like, and that's how I feel with city of Palm. So like I knew that I was going to move into this position, but I didn't realize how quick it was going to happen. It happened two weeks before the tournament this year because my boss, uh, he passed away like right before. Okay. So they're like, Mary, good take over. This is you. Like, you're the only one who works side by side with this guy for five years. Like you got to figure it out. So like, I literally had to jump in and just figure out how to run this tournament from just what I knew this year. So this coming year, the 50th will be my official first year doing it alone. But yeah, yeah. so that's, that's what I wanted to jump into because, you know, with every mentor, you know, there's certain things that kind of take away that you're implementing in what you're doing now. And, uh, Taylor, uh, from what from just from what I've read and, and, and research, um, very respected by a lot of people. Oh, and, yeah. uh, 
Yeah. And, and so taking what you learned and then knowing where you want to go and create the different opportunities for uh, obviously, you know, players, women, and then how to encourage even more people to be involved. And I've read that uh, you guys are doing a lot of special things for the 50th uh, anniversary. I know you're redoing the lounge. You're bringing more sponsorship opportunities. Yeah. Like, taking this to another level. So how did you take everything that John Naylor had kind of you learned from him working with the city of Palms, what you're doing and now where you're taking it into the future? Well, I think that what where we were at is that it was so old school, you know, and that was cool because like, you know, it's a traditional old town tournament. And that's what I always want to keep. Like we're a hometown tournament with high level talent. And like, we always want to keep that. So all of our sponsors, it's all local Fort Myers people who just love our event. You know, it's like local Lee County, Collier County, maybe up to Port Charlotte area. But like these people love these love this event as much as I do. And so like for me, I want to take like those old values, but I want everybody to see that, you know, it's like the TikTok time. So like we need things that people can promote on their social media because that free marketing is like the best thing for us. So I, I just want to like, you know, just like you were saying earlier, like celebrities are making such a big appearance at high school basketball. It's turning into like almost like a showcase, you know, like you want your court side to be those kind of people because you want people to come out to see them. So I just want to grow it in that way. So our presence is more known nationally because being a 50 year tournament and people in your own town don't know who you are. So like, we don't want that. You know, we want to be known everywhere. That is a, that is a crazy piece right nowadays when you deal with something that has had, that has been like so entrenched in the community, right. And you have like, these these uh the values of it that created it and you realize now right it's you go in these meetings and it's like i understand what we created here but you have to understand the times that we're living in right and it's it's always exactly. a fine line of getting that digital piece especially to the people who are like this is what it is though we don't right. want to be and you're like youtube matters now tiktok matters now we gotta let these kids get a little freedom with what they can send out there for their brand it all matters and i, I think that 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 piece right there that you and Crisco are, are mentioning, that's a big deal when you take on a position like yours of, of, of bridging the, the foundation of it with where we are now with technology and that phone piece and these kids and NIL and stuff like that. Um, can I get your, your opinion on something while we're talking high school athletes? Um, Crisco, you can <laughs> I, jump I in here, too. Crisco, you can jump in here, too. Right. We're talking high school athletes right here. Right. And if if if. For not nothing else, right, when your dad is probably the number one player in the world, any game you play is probably going to have some celebrities there. You're going to get extra coverage just because, if nothing else, your dad's name is LeBron James. So, yesterday I was reading something as I scoured the TikTok and, and Instagram world, and it said, Bronny has the possibility of being a top 10 pick in a mock draft for 2024. Now, Crisco, you can have some of this. I am just asking this as a media person because I do not follow the high school talent as closely as Mary does. It is her thing. Top 10 players, 2024 or right now. Is Bronny James one of those or is it just the hype? Okay, am I starting? Hey, this is your specialty. So unless you and Crisco can now have the conversation, to be honest, I just wanted to put it out there. I'm I'm a step back. You you can be first because to me, who knows better? 
Okay, so let me start by, uh, I don't know if I want to start with this. Okay, so this year was the first year I've seen Bronny play in high school in real, like right in front of him. I saw him play at Hoopal and he played a great game. Okay, but at the same time, and I think this this doesn't just go for Bronny James. It goes for a lot of athletes. The media world that we live in today creates these highlight reels that only show the good of these players, right? And you're watching these highlight reels and you're like, oh shit, like he's like, he's pretty good. Like he, he could be, but do I think that his dad being LeBron James plays a role in it? Probably. He doesn't have a college picked out yet. So, I mean, like, I think that, I think Brian needs a couple more years to develop, but I don't think he's going to be top 10 in 2024 if he does then i will eat my words like that's fine i will eat my words that's that's cool but i don't think he's going to be yeah crisco i know i think you gotta respect that because she stood had an opinion she went there with it i don't follow i don't follow his timeline enough everything i have seen i agree it kind of goes in with it's lebron james son just like um you know when jordan's son was playing and like when all the other people they have their children play, their kids, and they grow up. You kind of watch through that lens, and you only see the highlight clips. So I can't speak on watching him ball. Uh, look at all – speaking of ball, the whole ball family, right? Like you can't – all of you know is clips. So I've never participated in one of the prep school tournaments or anything to watch them play because I can just speak on anything. You can look – you could say the same for football, right? You can see baseball highlight reels and everything, whatever it might be. But can you play the game? Can you, how well do you gel with a team? You know what I mean? Like right. uh, you pass. What if you don't know how to pass? Like there's different fundamentals that I think that sometimes are overlooked because of parents' celebrity. So not even speaking on just Bronny, but just as children of celebrities and of other athletes who have done big things, I think we time, time, tend to move those things out the way and just look at how they handle the highlights and how they handle media. But I will say though, if you can handle media and you can perform and still play while the, 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 the whole show was going on around you, since this is sports entertainment, I think you have to very well consider that in playing because how do you handle the pressure? How can you handle yourself in front of cameras and different opportunities and different business and different whatever it may lead to? So I think it's all interesting how it can work together. Yeah. And, and, and two, go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. Sure, okay. I think one more thing, though, for me, like when I saw Bronny play, I saw him play against Cam Boozer, who's like the number one sophomore in the nation. If you've never seen Cam Boozer play, you're really missing out. He is, it's, in, it's insane to see this kid play. So I think to compare those games to each other like i just don't think that if Bronny was in the same class as cam boozer that it would be that that big of a conversation i think it'd be a little bit of a different conversation so like you're watching him compete and yeah he had a great game but you're a senior playing against soft real sophomores and they beat you you know and like these like those twins are making a lot of seniors look they're like oh okay like if they were in their class would they be that good so that's another thing people have to think about too and some classes are some classes are better yeah, and speaking of celebrity kids, right? Cam and his brother, his twin brother, they're Carlos Boozer's sons, right? And he's a former NBA player, former like pretty much. I wouldn't say the legend, legend of LeBron James, but he's you know he's a pretty good dude. But to to Bronny's credit, and I, I will say this, right? To Bronny's credit, like I've never seen Bronny like get on his social media and talk like he's God's gift to the game. And exactly. 
also the kid is under he like I don't I've never talked to him I've never talked to LeBron about it or anything I just said what's up with LeBron in my entire life right so I can't even say that Ronnie even thinks that he's ever going to be that right he's just constantly under the camera because of who his dad is right like the dude goes and he plays basketball I just when I see stuff like like the article I've seen and to both of you's point to your points you know of, of saying like mock draft coming out for 2024 and I'm like mock draft like to Mary's point like are we even talking college yet we talking mock NBA draft right. and Bronny's in the top 10 I, I and I don't watch basketball not even close to the amount that you do Mary I watch it but not the, the amount that you do and watching these kids as they develop and I don't see Bronny being two thousand, being no top ten NBA anything. I just didn't. I mean, just like you were saying, like imagine the pressure this poor kid has. You know, like that's what sucks the most about it for him because he's seeing that as a senior in high school, and he's like thinking, like, oh my god, these people already have this like out for me. I already, I mean, it could be motivating, but at the same time, he's eighteen years old. Like that's that's a lot of pressure for an eighteen year old, and your dad is LeBron James. Like that's already enough pressure as it is. And and at these tournaments, a lot of the kids they try to go at him too, don't they? Because I've I've seen videos too where it's like kids will do something, and if LeBron's there, they're pointing at LeBron like I did this to your son, or I did. And I'm like, that is like so, the extra pressure, you know. And like I said, like mentality, you know. If yeah. you know, move out the way because they don't want to be on the poster. Well, now they go at these, you know, the celebrities' kids because they want that they want that TikTok screen cover of like this. It's oh. it's so oh. it is so they, they go for that look right there. So that's the worst part about the culture now. Like all that arrogance. Like when I played ball, you couldn't even talk to a referee. You couldn't talk back like that. And these kids now, there's no it doesn't matter. Just let it ride. It doesn't matter. I'm like, all right, it's different. Well, you played, you've been around people who have obviously taken like you're you're a part of a tournament that's 50 years in right so you've been around people and you've been able to be there yourself to watch the change in you know this this nil situation right this 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 athletes that are amateur athletes that have watched a bunch of money being made off of their predecessors right we know the money that's made in college sports we know the money now in the right tournament the right high school that's being made off of these kids coming in and being dope how do you feel now that, that these kids are able to to have like this income situation and, and you know, based on their abilities and their celebrity and that, that like you said, 800 kids standing outside waiting for one kid to, to take the court? How, how, how do you feel about that? Because you've kind of been in the beginning of it where you played and it wasn't there. And now to see it be in a situation for a high school kid that was in the position that you were in of going to the states and that sort of thing. How do you feel? So I actually wrote a paper about this in my master's, which is kind of crazy. I don't disagree with NILs. I think it's kind of a good thing, um, especially for women, because you look at like Paige Buecher, she's probably make, she's probably going to make more money in college than she would in the WNBA. Because if you look at something like that, like that side of things, it's, it's beneficial because a lot of these girls who are just such great basketball players, their careers either end right after college or they go overseas. You know, so if they have the opportunity to make the money in college, then cool. Because like you said, the NCAA has enough money. Like, I mean, you look at when Zion played at Duke and how much money they made with Zion, just him alone. Like, it's just crazy. And I don't think it's wrong. I think that it's probably always been something that has been done in sports. 
whether it was, I mean, like under the table or whatever, I mean, sports has been, a, we, we've heard millions of stories about this happening. So we know it's already happening. So now that it can be out there and not illegal, I think it's better for sure. I don't, I don't think there's a problem with it. I think it's kind of weird though, when there's a 17 year old making a million dollars and I'm sitting here like with a master's degree, like, okay, if I could get a contract like that, that would be cool. All I want is like my energy drinks paid for, you know, like that's it. I don't want, I want anything else. But that's that's why you got that's why you got to start talking to that TikTok screen more, Mary. You got you got to you that, because that's what they're buying into. That's what's crazy now, right? It's like if you can talk to that screen enough and get them to keep buying into you and that whatever you keep putting across. Because I mean, look at Deion Sanders, right? Whatever whatever primetime is doing, right? It, it's it's selling tickets wherever primetime moves now. And the crazy thing to watch is. Wherever primetime moves, there's a whole camera crew with him, right? Like we getting all the content when Dion when Dion moves. Myers, which is crazy. He's Fort Myers own, so that's cool too. And now look at us doing big things out here in Fort Myers. The, the two, three, nine, right. Crisco. So <laughs> anniversary. Give us the sell. Give us the pitch right now because we want everyone, whether you're in the the your city of Palms Classics area, like you know about it or you don't, you're all the way in LA. Or you're in Phoenix, Arizona. You know what I mean. Or, or or you're in Texas somewhere. Give us that pitch. Let's get let's get there for the fiftieth. Come on. Okay, I wish I could tell you everything I want to tell you, but I can't yet because I can't say anything all the way yet. But it's going to be better than it has ever been. It's going. We might have a little celebrity guest DJ come through. You know what I'm saying? Throwing that your way, trying to throw it. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Those are easy things um, to make happen. It should be, it should be something. I mean, if you haven't been to the City of Palms Classic, you should definitely be there for the 50th anniversary. The team's unmatched. I can't say those yet either because it's not July. So I, when July comes around, you guys will know the teams. We'll start releasing little things there. So follow us on Instagram and you can get some info from there. But it's a little secret. Right? I'm, gathering, I'm, I'm gathering the classic tournament meets like the all-star game, put it all together. And that's kind of what we're getting this year. That's, that's just the vibe. I'm picking up already. It has. Uh oh. Okay. What? Wait. Wait. It's so secretive. <laughs> she had to. She had. She had to not there? give us her thought all the way. It's like a Marvel movie right here, like Star Wars. Like, <laughs> nope. We got that ending, and, and we're all like on the edge of our seat. Yeah. Well, you know what? All right, before we get out of here, I know we got a couple minutes left. Hopefully, Mary comes back. Um. Should we, should we talk about what we saw that was just, I've, I've never seen this before in my life, about, about the sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been itching it. You've been itching to bring this in, Crisco. Huh? Go ahead, man. I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay. We'll, we'll close out like this, because this one, I think, was... Well, Ma Mary's like, back, too. I think I think Mary's back, um too. Uh, I think Wait. Jason's getting her back in here somewhere. I think she's back. Um okay. But, yeah, Crisco, we're still going to get in what you're talking about. We even got to go a little overtime here, because... Okay. <laughs> We're, so, we're, should we wait? Should we wait for her? Should we just we'll just talk about it? No, nah, nah, go ahead and bring it in. Go ahead and bring it in, and okay. then we'll bring her up if she gets back in here. You know you can rent cars. Oh, there she is. Okay. Okay. Hold on one second, Chris. Before you get to that, right, she was finishing okay. up her last thought about, about the City of Palms class. Weren't you finishing up something? I feel like, I feel like it's really a lot of secret now. The, the City of Palms tournament, the classic elements, put them together. That's the vibe I'm picking up so far. He's picking up good vibes. Definitely picking up good vibes. So you're you're on the right track. You're picking up what we're putting down. It's I love when Crisco has a sound effect. Hey, 
Hey, so 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 while we got Mary here, we should we we gotta we gotta let Mary uh, get her take on on this this news that we got too, right? So so go ahead, Crisco, because Mary will love this because because one thing I like about Mary too, Mary's in the kicks a little bit too. So so that was kind of like our connection when we started talking too on social media. I was like, I gave her a little credit for her kick game. She kind of got a little nice one going there. Some days I'd be like ah, but most days like 98 percent of the days that I see her, I'd be like, okay, Mary, I see you over there, you know, taking your strategic pick. So while you're on the bench doing business, I, I give her her props. But Crisco, maybe this is something that she can help get popping because I never saw it coming. <laughs> well, I, I could potentially help broker this deal. Um, and then this could be part of the City of Palms Classic, you know, coming up in the <laughs> you know, like I was saying, you can rent cars, right? You can rent boats, you can rent tuxedos and prom gowns and all that. And so I, I thought I'd seen this before. Maybe I was wrong. But now the new thing is you can rent kicks. And so I've seen where you can even rent clothes. Like there, there's these little subscription packages depending on where you're at. And uh, But now it's sneakers. So if you wanted the latest drop, that, that let's just say this Saturday, then uh, instead of having to save all the money and, and, and go buy them and wait in line and all that, you can now lease or rent the sneakers for different events. You can do a week, weekly rentals. You can even do a monthly rental or just a one-time use for these joints right here. I now look. If you believe in leasing vehicles, or maybe you know, you know, they say once you wear the yeah, put it on the screen. No, that's not real. Oh, oh no, Mary, it's real. It's real. You can now rent Jordans yeah. from Rent a Center for twenty dollars a week. Go ahead, Crisco. So now position where I can I can afford them and I've been in positions where even I could not afford the latest drop that I wanted and so I understand both worlds in this I understand what is happening here totally you can rent a tire how many times you put them 20s put them blades I started renting blades <laughs> like when little Troy yeah, want to you- be a bum- out, bro I rented blades I had a sponsorship and endorsement with it but I still continue <laughs> to rent them blades after but but I'm cool with this. I don't like the the interest that is being charged on them, but I do appreciate the fact that there are people that would rent sneakers so you can look presentable or how you want on that day, that important moment in your life. I'm okay. Let let me, let me get to the fine print and then Mary, I want to get your exact thoughts on this, right? Uh, easy ownership options, 375. Uh, that starts it right. Same as cash price. They slashed six twenty nine ninety eight and made it three seventy five. Um, total cash if you made fifty three payments of nineteen ninety nine. This is what you would pay, and this right here is a Jordan five that I don't even know if people are chasing. I don't even know if that's one of the ones I'd be chasing. That's first of all one thousand forty nine dollars and ninety seven cent. Man, you in a pair of Travis Scotts for that price, and Mary, no, I'm telling the truth. Uh, you in a pair of Yeezy Wave Runners for that price twice. Uh, um, if I'm telling the truth, um, you in some Jordan breads easily. Matter of fact, you know what you in? You in a pair of Lost and Founds about three times, at least twice for that price. So, Mary, being what. Being the sneaker chick that you are, along with this basketball thing that you love, rent a center renting sneakers. Let us get your thoughts. I need to know what they're using to clean them. How can you rent a shoe every day? How do you rent a shoe every day? What are they using to clean them? 
I need I need answers. That's my first and that's my first question. They're using that same stuff that they use in the bowling shoes. Boom, I got it. <laughs> hey, them bowling alley shoes lasted 30 years in that joint. You know what hey, I'm saying? And they don't even they don't even got a certain time. They hit the with spray like this. Next. Yeah. Next. <laughs> that's the first question though. I need to know that. That's serious. Second of all, a thousand dollars, just buy the shoe. Just buy the shoe. Just buy the shoe. You're missing the point. Well, not everybody had if they, if they had that, time, they would go ahead and just wait in line and they would buy the drop. Right? They would even go to like a stock X or wherever you gotta go and get the resale. But it's just like renting anything. That's why I said initially, I'm not okay with the interest being charged because we know this is predominantly going to be communities of color where we're going to see most of these rent-a-center, rent-a-sneaker things that, that are happening here. And it's a trap. Yes, it is a trap. It just makes people more broke. And that's so annoying. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 Crisco, I wouldn't be me if I ain't flipped this right. Mary. What? Nice guy. Y'all went on a couple of dates. He's treated you well. He's been polite. He's pulled out your chair. He's doing all the things. He's doing all the things that guys in this millennium ain't even doing. He's opening your car door. He's, uh, he's, you guys can actually conversate. And then one day you guys are talking and he tells you, man, I think I'm going to take these back. And you're like, take what back? He's like, these J's. And you like, take the J's back. Cause you know, you in the sneaker. So you know, this kind of talk. And he's like, yeah, you know, like Renaissance, I got some new ones. I'm going to get those tomorrow. You still dating him, Mary? You still dating him? I don't know what my face would look like if I heard that question. I don't know. I don't know. The answer, I would be like, let me just buy you shoes, please. You're not going to bring these back to Renaissance. That is insane. That is so insane. Insane. Crisco. I'm not dating him. You're done? But Mary, everything else was... See, this is... You see, Crisco? This is not normally where we go on this show, but this is what's wrong. One flaw, and the dude had... I just named six qualities he had that were good, Crisco. If you want to compare everything else, you should be able to buy... You should You should be smart enough to see that your Renaissance scam is scamming you. That's the problem. It's a scam. But Mary... I can't... Mary, look, I don't mean to flip this again. But you are part of the problem because here's what's happening. He's seeing you, right? You come out dressed nice. And then when you guys even have a casual, like, we're going to get ice cream today. You got on the latest dunk, at least like out of the last three that dropped. You got that one, right? Walmart. That's the difference. I'm being a guy. You have to dress nice all the time. Like everything has to be name brand. Being a girl, I could have a set from Amazon and some Two hundred dollars shoes and nobody knows. Hey, we don't know that. Like, like, well, I know that because I got four sisters, so I'm very much in tune with that. I know how your clothes be. I know y'all be throwing it together and be like, I'd be like, wow, she killing them. Not a name brand in sight, and we be able to talk about. Hey, hey, shout out, shout out, hey, shout out. We be right there, so I get it. I got a DDs over there, the DDs market. I got those DDs and, and all that. I know about them. Okay, Man. okay, Crisco. I, I know we gotta go, but one one more. I know we're in overtime, and Jason's over here giving me the eye. But I I can't let I can't let this one go. I, I, look, Crisco, you you got the Renaissance thing in. We're not gonna leave without me getting a little Kanye and little Adidas in. Okay, because you know we've had these Kanye conversations, and everybody knows. Like, I wouldn't say I'm all the way team Kanye. Let me preface that right, because I don't think everything Kanye does 
is is the way that it that it should be done right i also think and i've said this before i don't think kanye has ever properly dealt with the death of his mother so he has all these kind of things going on creatively though i've always said Kanye's one of the best to ever do it because starting an idea he's always got that i've also said to any kid out there if you got the belief in yourself that kanye does and mary made this point earlier that is the best belief you can ever have because that dude believe in himself like no other. And Mary said this earlier when she was talking about her journey into where she's at right now. Right. She had to believe first and then all the other things just kind of come. But her having to believe first is a big thing. The thing I hate most about Kanye and the Adidas thing, and I'm blowing through this quick, is that Adidas Kanye was already proven to Adidas. Like there was no question that he was moving a massive amount of product. And it was no doubt that it was because of him and that Yeezy brand. It was to the point where it was being talked about Kanye getting built his own facility wherever he wanted to work out at and that sort of thing. My biggest problem with the whole Kanye situation was we often fight. And Mary made this point as well. Black, brown, women. We're trying to fight our way in. Kanye had the infrastructure set up. And if you think things are that bad, when you get to his level, that is the perfect time for you to make change. That is the perfect time for you to be like, you know what? The next set of creatives that I rock with, the next set of people that want to get in this game, I'm going to show them the right way because I'm going to treat them fairly and I'm going to treat them the right way and give them real opportunities, the right pay, everything like it's supposed to be. And he had all of that with Adidas and everything because he was already proven. So it's all gone. He has to restart now. But in the latest of things that I'm hearing, Adidas is like billion, dare I say it? Billion? Billion L with Kanye gone? So the conversation has to start again? Now, the latest I got is, and this is not confirmed, it's just rumors that I'm hearing, is that they're in talks to restart the Yeezy brand. But only restarting, though, to, mo to move all of the inventory that they have, beginning with the Pirate Blacks and getting it moving again. Not so much about new designs or moving past that, but definitely helping them get out of this hole and Kanye being involved somehow. Now, knowing all the Kanye things that the both of you know, do you think that this is a good move by Adidas, a good move by Kanye, or if, dare I say it, they both really need each other. Who's going first? <laughs> Look at the, hey Jason, if you can see the screen, I got them both going. That was a lot, Ethan, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a long, I got two coffees brewed right now. Look at that, that was a long step. Kanye got a history, man, I had to blow through it. Oh, I know, I know. Um, I think that Adidas... Okay, I think the one thing that's wrong with everybody in the world is everyone's really quick to jump the gun and just like drop people for like cancel culture is like so extreme. It's just sad, but not to say that anything's good, but whatever. So clearly Adidas didn't mean what they said. If they're trying to go right back to Kanye, they're just like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you felt that way, stick with how you feel. But now because you see that your stuff's not selling, like we all knew it wasn't going to sell without Kanye. Like we, everybody knew that everyone who knows shoes are like not going to buy a, a fake Adidas Kanye wannabe Yeezy. Like that doesn't make sense. So Adidas definitely needs Kanye, but I don't think Kanye needs Adidas. Chris, go. Um, yeah, I, I kind of read something similar in the fact that the, the, the company still made $175 billion. 
Uh, this 1.2 to 1.8, depending on where you're reading, um, is definitely a concern for them because it's 1.2, $1.8 billion of inventory that they're stuck with. From what I heard, yeah, it, there's no initial conversation with Kanye per se. It is just how do we, like you said, relaunch Yeezy in some way that we can move at least half of the product. They they, they got to sell it somehow. Um, I, I just found the whole thing with Adidas funny considering the history of Nazi ties to Adidas and with Puma. I, I find it hypocritical and I, I get that we can all learn from our mistakes and you know, take the past and 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 grow, right? Um, but again, like you said, with cancel culture, Mary, uh, people are moving too quick. And if you're forgiving in this situation or this company, and we don't look at the past for people, we're only looking at people that we want to bring the attention to. Then again, it's another just hypocritical stance. And uh, I think corporations and I think people have got to determine how the culture of their company and how they want to live their lives. And it needs to be consistent across all standards, across all people and how you do your business. And I, once that is abundantly transparent and people understand how your company moves and where you're going, and if you're forgiving, then you forgive. You don't bring it up again and you move forward. But if it's just about moving the product, they're gonna have to right. make a decision, take the backlash and they're gonna have to do whatever they wanna do. But um, I, I just don't see it being successful without Kanye West and board or some type of official stamp somehow. One last thought for both of you here before we get off of this. And and Mary, let's start with you because you deal with these high school kids on the regular. And a lot of times, and Crisco, I know you go to a lot of schools too as well because you, you're a big give back dude. And a lot of the schools I go to. Honestly, is it just me? Or I don't think that these kids care. Like as much as like we try to make these points about anti-Semitic this and all this kind of stuff that if they like a product, they rocking with that dude and they kind of look at it kind of like like to your point, Chris, of like we've all made mistakes. Let's forgive and this person do better. But we still want this product the way that it was. And that to me seems like how a lot of the younger kids feel when they talk about Kanye. Right. Like we know the world ain't perfect, but we love what this dude does. And you're not going to sell us a cheaper model of it because you decide to cancel it. And I almost think it's like a rebellion thing. And it, and it really seems like when I'm talking to like high school kids, middle school kids, and, and definitely starting college kids, that to me is a lot how they feel. Like they want what they want, cancel culture or not. They'd be like, that ain't going to make me not buy the Yeezy though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like, I don't think like I look back at like how Donda got canceled, right? You know, we were supposed to have Donda at City of Palms and we originally kept them because in our opinion, we looked at it as, okay, well, whatever Kanye said, that doesn't mean that these kids feel that way. Like, so why are we punishing a whole group of people for one thing that somebody else said? So I think that that's true. I think like when you look at the high schools now, like these kids are like, okay, yeah, he said that, but like, I still like it. Like I'm, I'm not like that maybe that's how he is or whatever, but that's not who I am. So it doesn't really represent me. So I think, you know, obviously you have extremes of both sides. So people are just going to, one person's going to freak out too much. One person's not going to care enough. And it's just, everybody just needs to mind their own business and let people do what they want to do. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, generation Z, right? Yeah. So Gen Z, (laughs) right. Right. Like we like we're millennials, and then you have a Y, and then I think it goes Z, and um, yeah, I think the, the the Gen Z is extremely loud. Some people say disrespectful. 
uh, very self-centered. Um, but I think they have the voice to bring the initial attention, no matter what it is. If it's a social issue, if it's a cultural issue, if it's an economic uh, brand, branding type issue, they have the they can bring the attention to it, right? Then it's up to the people that are in the position to make the policy or run these companies. Do they listen to it? Do they take it into consideration? Because kids affect the parents' buying decisions. And so I think it is, it's this pyramid that kind of everything funnels through up or down. And again, if it comes up too much from the top, what happens when any kid and their parents are telling them, don't do this, don't do that. You can't have this. You can't do that. Then the kids, they rebel. They could have been with you at first, but now it's like you're being told to cancel. This isn't cool. This is illegal. You can't do it. Da, 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 da. Now what happened? You can't date this guy or girl. Bam. I'm going to date the guy or girl. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do this again. And then you reverse the whole damn thing because it, that's just how generational movement goes. Right. Man, it's a lot to unpack here. Uh, Mary, you got to come back, man, because uh, uh, um, there, there's just so much going on. And, and also, too, um, I'm gonna have to. Hey, Crisco, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm already saying it. I'm. I'm going to the City of Palms Classic. Yeah, I'm gonna go to City of Palms. You know, I'm gonna go. This is fifty. I didn't even. I had no idea it was the same age as hip hop until I got on this. Until we. Until we started this conversation, I had no idea that you know. Like I read y'all got y'all got two K coming through. I I read y'all got a barbershop on the way. I need to cut. I heard y'all got a lot of cool stuff now. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. So we'll see you guys there. Yeah. Amazing. Listen, Mary, um, we appreciate you taking the time in and, and, and definitely like um, I like I said, oh, I, I definitely would love to have you back. Uh, Chris and I are still working this thing out, but it always it always it always is a good time. We have people like yourself on here to talk about the dope things that you're doing and that love this sports and entertainment thing the way that we do, man. So uh, what's next? Uh, well, we know the City of Palms Classic thing is coming. Uh, if nothing else, you know, to keep up with what you got going on, where can they find you at on social media? Well, I'm going to be at Final Four in like three weeks. So men's Final Four, you can catch me there. There we go. That'll be that'll be a good time. Just just throw your weight yeah. around, why don't you? Just throw your weight around. <laughs> <laughs> we got an ESPN thing to do out there for this other company that I freelance for. But you can follow City of Palms Classic on Instagram or you can follow me, Mshack, on Instagram as well. But it was a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Crisco, where can they find you at online? All right, I'm going to keep it quick. Just find me everywhere at Crisco Kid. Two Ds on the kid. Eakin, where you at, bro? I feel like when you say you're keeping it quick, you're taking shots at me and my Kanye story, but I'm gonna, I'll talk to you about that another day. <laughs> at DJ Eakin across all platforms, man. Uh, much love, man, for this Players class, players Playlist thing. Uh, Jason Radio Influence, appreciate you rocking with us. Mary, thank you again. We appreciate your time. Uh, Crisco, as always, man, appreciate you waking up on the West Coast. And uh, everybody that rocks with us, man, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. I Holla!